Welcome to All Things Dorothy's Daughter. I'm your host. My name is Nene. And tonight you will be enjoying, or today or this morning, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, you will be joining a conversation between Carl and myself. I'll let Carl introduce himself, but I am so excited that we started this month in June. I have learned so much already, and this is only episode two. So take a listen to All Things Dorothy's Daughter with your host, Nene, and my special guest, Carl. Well, um, hello, everyone. Uh, Nene, I just wanted to, uh, you know, first of all, thanks for having me on. And uh, secondly, give you just a brief background of who, uh, of my background. Um, basically, um, I am a single father of four. Um, the youngest is, uh, my youngest is 19. Very proud of all my kids. I am recently divorced after 21 years of marriage. And, um, and I've been in the medical back, in the medical field for over 20 plus years. So, in different aspects as far as sales. So I'm glad to be talking to you guys today. Well, I am glad to have you. I know it seems kind of weird, <laughs> like doing this whole little introduction. You're like, you already know me. But mm-hmm. the, people don't, the people don't know you, so that is the case for that. So yesterday, though, like Tuesday, on Tuesday's podcast, I had all these questions and these conversations that I was saying that people should be having you know, everyone knows this is a conversations about sex. This is this month about sex. But I want to know, because you do have three sons, and then you have a daughter that I know, that I know right. of, right? So what advice, well, I want to start here because I think it's important. What advice do you give your kids, first to start with your boys, or mm-hmm. have you given them throughout the years as it relates to if they're going to be having sex with whomever? Is there some key things that you've shared with them or giving them? Well, you know, um, it's, there there are quite a few different things that I talked about because it, a lot of times, first initially, let me just talk initially with my boys, um, that conversation started quite early uh, in elementary, actually, um, just because some of the things that they were coming home and telling me at in like elementary what? school. Like uh, well, super cute. <laughs> Like girls giving uh, boys blowjobs in the bathroom. <gasps> in elementary school? In elementary school. Oh, yeah. no. Say it is so. <laughs> yeah, say it is so. I so, actually, I dropped my. The girls wanted to? Yes, the girls wanted to. I mean, there there were certain girls supposedly at the elementary that, you know, you know, that they would point out and say, you know, they, they got a reputation. I mean, these are girls in elementary school, so it, it was pretty bad. Oh, my God. So what did you tell them? Look, I'm, I'm still so in shock because I, I, I've heard about these things. I'm sorry to take us over here, but I've heard about these things called rainbow parties, which mm-hmm. is girls giving blowjobs to boys right. there who gave the best with colors. Please tell me that wasn't happening in elementary school. I, I, I didn't hear that as far as the rainbow in elementary school. I just heard. Uh, a couple things taking place in the uh, the blowjobs taking place in the in the bathrooms. So uh, yeah, you know some of the guys it was like a you know a, a chalk on the board as far as a plus because they were able to have that done. But uh, my whole thing because I was in shock when I was told 
um, that that conversation as far as the birds and the bees and sex happened at that moment. And um, my kids are they vary in age. Uh, the oldest are a year apart, and then my youngest is uh, five years apart from my older boys. So um, the conversation with the two oldest took place at the same time. And basically, you know, just straight out, talking about sex. You know, uh, first of all, you shouldn't be having it um, at that age anyway, as far as I was concerned. And then, um, of course, being safe, if that if you ever felt like you needed to do so. I mean, you can't monitor them or walk them hand in hand. You can only hope that the things that you are telling them and then having a good, you know, solid Christian background or whatever your religion may be, um, keeping them involved in different things and, and always letting them know that my door was open to have that conversation. Wow. I'm still, I'm just thinking elementary school. I I just really wouldn't have, who would have thunk it? And I think that's the whole point. People don't talk about that stuff. Exactly. It's just kind of, you know, you, you deal with it yourself, but holy hell. Right. And my daughter, daughter? yeah, she falls in. So she falls in between my two older boys and my youngest boy. And uh, she actually just turned 21, but the conversation came up. Um, We had a conversation. I had, well, it was kind of funny because at the time it was like my wife had this conversation with my daughter and then I would have the conversation with the boys and it would be like, no, you got to handle this. You got to talk to the boys. And then, the girl situation, I just felt a little awkward, mm-hmm. but um, we actually had like almost like a, a family conversation about it, which was kind of, it ha- had a little humor to it, but also brought about the seriousness and, you know, the negative about this stuff happening. And I for sure knew my daughter wasn't going that route. And, uh, but I just wanted to, I asked her, was that something she heard about or seen at her school as well? And sure enough, she said, yeah, there's girls that have a reputation for doing that. It was, pr- wow. it was pretty enlightened, but at the same time, it's, uh, it's kind of scary, but yeah, you know, that young, I mean, I, I was thinking about going and playing soccer and running in the field. I wasn't thinking about no women or girls at that, at that <laughs> stage. You're not even thinking about them, but you ain't thinking about what you want to do with them. Exactly. No action. Because it wasn't even a conversation in elementary school for me as far as sex ed or anything. That didn't come until high school for me. So I didn't think it was addressed at that young of an age. Wow. What about when they got older? I know this wasn't the intent of my conversation, but now I'm very fascinated. Like when they got into high school and trying to control their hormones. Right. Well, um, it's kind of funny because the boys, right? So um, my two older boys are kind of like the opposite. Like my oldest boy is really kind of shy, not shy, but he's quiet. And then my next son is kind of like me. He's kind of out there and energetic and likes to be the life of the party. Um, they they weren't um, sexually active. It, until their senior year, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. And that that came about by a conversation that they actually told me about it and, um, you know, wanted some condoms. So the thing is, I 
you know, I didn't want them to have sex, but at the same time, if it was going to happen, then practice safe sex. And it's, it's a whole other conversation these days, too. It's not just about having sex. Right. Because a girl could tell you no and still try to turn you on or touch you or do things that will excite you. And you may think that still that doesn't mean no. That means she really wants me. But mm-hmm. you have to know the difference. You know what I mean? You just have to right. you you have to be smart about it. And I was more concerned about them falling into a situation where, um, especially my other son, my my younger of the oldest two, because he was just he was just kind of wild. So I could see him just going out and doing his thing and not even taking a second look. So I I, I was more nervous about him. But knock on wood and. There's no kids, and I have no grandkids, and they actually uh, are doing well with that. So, man, but you know, I didn't think about. I was, you know, doing the podcast on Tuesday, and I was, you know, kind of looking at some research and just thinking about all the questions that I have proposed and had the discussions about. Like, mm-hmm. I, I didn't prepare my daughter, and I, for those questions, and all we've ever worried about, and for me, as long as they didn't have a baby. Yeah, and that was. But then I started saying to them, "Well, that's the least that you can get is a baby, right? You know, right. because there's so many other things out there." Well, um, well, yeah, and you and when you when you talk about STDs, I mean, wow, um, you know, I know when I was in high school, and you know, people probably laugh, but I always said, to, <laughs> I I told my kids this story too, and it, it's it's so true. But in high school. Uh, my sophomore year, I had sex ed, and, and the teacher was a coach. He was a football coach, but we were cool. He was a cool guy, so we always had conversations. Well, you know, he's showing videos uh, on STDs and stuff and what can happen as far as your hair falling out and different things. And so it put the fear of God in me anyway. So I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't want to deal with any of that. I'm not even going to take that risk. <laughs> right. So. People used to laugh at me and say, hey, you know, you, you're dating so-and-so, so what's up? Was she good? I'm like, mm, I, I haven't had sex with her. What? You're lying. You're lying. And literally I had one one of my buddies was like, yes, you have. I said, just go ask her. I don't care. I have not had sex with her. And sure enough, he went and asked her, and she said, well, his his stuff's either broke or he's gay. I said, <laughs> I said, I want to get her. Because I didn't want to have sex with her. I said, okay, you can think I'm gay or, or it's broke. I don't care. It don't bother me. But it's just yeah. like, as for my kids, telling them that story, I was like, I wasn't embarrassed about it. I actually felt good about it. Because you don't want to be labeled as that person that sleeps with a bunch of women or disrespects women. Because I think it works both ways. Some women yeah. can disrespect men as well. Wow, I, I just that's fascinating. Like just thinking about <laughs> such a setback, and, and really that. And also, you said something that well, I've always wondered. Like, are guys saying, "Man, did you get her?" Did you, like yeah. women, we don't talk about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like unless we really are like falling in love with some dude, but we don't just talk about random periodically. But oh yeah, that's crazy. I mean, now, what especially about daughter though. Like I know. Uh-huh. Like, what What would you tell her now as a grown woman? Well, as a grown woman, it's funny because we've talked 
it's because my daughter is uh she had one boyfriend in high school and that lasted probably a month and a half um just bottom line my daughter's high maintenance and she just feels like she don't have time for boys and they're just a headache and she needed to do what she needed to do She's so, absolutely gorgeous, by the way. People who are listening, she's fine. It ain't like she's ugly, so y'all don't think that. She is fly. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Um, now, she's dating this guy, and I met him a month ago. And um, it was it's weird because even her brothers, they just call him – they don't call him by his name. They've already developed a nickname because they don't feel like he's totally in the picture. Right. Because, and so – What's different for me that kind of sit home this, I'll say just this past weekend, because she got home from, I hadn't seen her in a month and got time to spend some time with her. And then she was over her boyfriend's house and she stayed the night. So I was like, Jade, you, you're, you're staying the night. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> and her boyfriend is a, a, a nice young man. He's, He's doing really well for himself, comes from a good family, and his dad is a retired lieutenant from the sheriff So just recently. So I had a good conversation with um, his parents as well, but it was really – I still look at my daughter. She's 21, but I still look at her like, that's my that's my sweetie. That's my baby. She's 15. I don't want her sleeping in that room, but <laughs> what am I going to say, you know? And yeah. I just tell her to be careful. And uh, do the right thing. She's into her career. So as far as protection and having safe sex, that's something that she is definitely doing 100%. And um, at least from our conversations and, you know, anytime if, at, at this age right now, it's more of about it's more about if she has something that she wants to talk to me about. But a lot of times with my daughter, she would she would go to mama and talk to mama and I'd find out through mom, you know, Jade said this and she kissed the boy. When she first kissed the boy, she didn't like it. And she was telling her mom in detail, Oh, he tried to stick his tongue all the way in my mouth, mom. And she just freaked out. <laughs> um, so of course, when mom told me, I was pretty excited about that. First of all, I wanted to whoop his tail for trying to kiss my daughter like that. But at the same time, you know, I got to look back how I was as well you know, when I right. tried to kiss a girl. So, you know, you can't be two-faced on that on that regards just because it's your daughter, but I'm very protective. Yeah, as, as, as any dad right. really concerned would be, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so shifting gears a little bit mm-hmm. to thinking about, and again, I don't want to get into specifics because that's you and your ex-wife's private life, but right. what do you think are some of the things that women do when it comes to sex right, when mm-hmm. you're married, and what do you think some of the things that they do? And, and maybe back up and maybe ask this question a little bit differently because sometimes what I'll hear, like my sisters will always tell, my sisters and my mother, my grandmother always said, if you ain't doing it, somebody else is, right? right? And right. I've, I've carried that. I literally, I swear, that was like my sit-down conversation, um, mm-hmm. but I've carried that with me. But what do you think are some of the things that women do that would – I wouldn't say make a man because you can't make a man do anything, but right. that would cause a man to even consider doing some cheating or going to get it somewhere else. Well, I, I would say, you know, a little bit on my own experience as well is that 
you know, prior to marriage, leading up to marriage and the start of marriage, I mean, it always seemed so lovely and having sex and making love and whatever you want to call it. But at the same time, when for me personally, I mean, I think it's so important for women to continue to do the things that they were attracted to or how they please their man or vice versa, how a man please the woman. Um, I know that after 21 years of marriage, and it is a number of different things, but based on kids, et cetera, and time, we got away from doing the fun stuff. I mean, literally, you know, we go out, we go for a drive, and, you know, she can give me a blowjob while I'm driving. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. But you think about doing something that something like that 10 years after marriage, my wife would look at me like I'm crazy. Or, but it was a part of it, it. My mama always said, "Don't start something you ain't gonna finish." Like that was right. all her things. Don't bring your man your their plate if you're not gonna make it for the rest of your life. Like, don't do those things. But did it become like she, you know, a woman? She felt like a mother, right? Some mother feel like, "Oh, I can't do that as a mother." It, well, it came, yeah, it did because of the fact, that, and I, it it really started changing after having kids because it was like it was even like spending that time together at home was like, oh, I don't want the kids to hear, and we can check in at 10 o'clock on a Wednesday, and the kids I know will be asleep or they're not home or something, and then that's when we'll schedule in having sex. And for me, that got pretty old. I mean, it was like a standard thing rather than something that was more exciting. It was like, oh, let me please him for today so I know he'll be all right, or vice versa, let me please her for tonight. I always wanted to continue to do things that I was enjoyed doing mm-hmm. together and then also expand on that, whether it's going to a sex shop and trying different things. It was never that way. And maybe for other people it has worked out that way, but I think it would have helped – it would have been – a big plus in our marriage for us to continue to do certain things sexually. So did you ever sit down and say, let's have a conversation? Like, so again, on the podcast on Tuesday, I said people are not up front on what their desires and mm-hmm. would they rather get angry versus let me sit down and tell you what I want to do. Oh, we, yes. We, we sat down a number of times. It was almost like we sat down a couple of times too and, in regards to having a date night, but at the same time, we sat down and had a conversation about sex. Yeah. You know, you used, you used to do these things, which I enjoyed. I know what satisfies you. I want to make sure I want to please you, but I also want to do it in a way that we're just not punching a clock. Right. It, it's, it, you want to keep the excitement. And for me, you know, that we got away from that. And of course, you know, I, you're out there and you're in the streets or you're working and you meet beautiful women and you have conversations and you're like, you go home and you're like, honey, like I'm tired. Like you got to work it out and just go to town and have a good time. I think it would have helped a lot in my marriage period. And I'm just speaking about me, but I think it would help so much across the board for couples to continue to engage and experience things with one another. You're married. You're going to be together forever. At least that's what you hope is going to happen. So at the same time, it's you too. 
why not have a good time and figure out different locations, whatever it may be. Hey, you got the doors closed. The kids know how they got here in this world. So if mom and, <laughs> if mom, exactly. if mom and dad are doing the doing the do, let them do the do. They're made. Yep. So right. that, that was my feeling on that. Man, and I wonder, too, as I've, as I've been having these conversations, even last month with Love and Loss, and I think I mentioned it, I've never got into these in-depth, like, in-depth conversations with my friends, like, people I've known for mm-hmm. 30 years. I mean, we'll say, oh, yeah, something about sex, but are people in marriages and couples truly having conversations on how important it is to have that sexual intimacy with your partner? But I don't, I don't think that, you know, again, my friends, we hanging out, we don't do that. We do right. stuff, but it's not a conversation that I think can save marriages, right? Because from a woman's perspective, women don't feel, and I hate feelings. Oh, I hate feelings. But right. they get in, they are true. Feelings are real. And I don't mm-hmm. want to make sure people understand that I'm not negating the feelings. But if you can separate, and I've, I'm a work in progress with this, separate your feelings from actually what's happening, then mm-hmm. we won't feel like, you know, Sometimes women think all you guys want to do is hit it and quit it. Right. Like that's, you know, you just, but we are just different creatures, but we don't talk in depth about that mm-hmm. with our friends and with others and on podcasts, you right. know, like this. <laughs> it's just assumed. And nobody right. knows. And it's funny too, a lot of times I, 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 with our friends as couples or other married couples that we, you spend time with. Um, you saying that is, is totally true. I mean, me and the fellas, me and a couple my good friends, we'll have a conversation about it. Maybe not as in-depth or, you know, detail, but, you know, my wife used to do this, and it's been like it's been like a year and a half since I've had that experience again. So how would you address it, you know, something like that in regards to those conversations? Mm-hmm. And um, that's helpful. But at the same time, you know, you may have some knucklehead friends that want to talk trash. I told you, dog, she wasn't going to last that long. <laughs> I told she was going to get old and stop and just like, oh, no, I'm okay, you know, or just, or, or basically, you know what, let's go ahead, let's go ahead and do it, and then you get your satisfaction, and then it's like, okay, you're done yet? Okay. All right. And that ain't fun. No, because then you feel like she didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it until I actually got off, but then after that, you feel like, oh, whatever. It wasn't, right. it wasn't enjoyable. So, I mean, you got to – I don't know. I, if I was ever to get married again, that would be a, a, a conversation from the start. And this is what needs to happen or vice versa. You can tell me your needs and wants, and, you know, hopefully we can both please each other, else we shouldn't get married anyway, but at the same time – that needs to occur. And we had those conversations, not probably, we probably both felt more like uh, it's a no brainer. We both enjoy each other and yeah. make and please each other. So it's like, why do we need to have this conversation now? But I think it's important looking back that those conversations are, should be taking place more. Yeah. Because people evolve. Like, we right. change as individuals. Like I think, you know, I had said or saw something I one of my posts was like, you know, you don't you're you're different than you were yesterday. Some yeah. days I may not like Chipotle, you know, I'm right. not even a plug to Chipotle, but then some days I do. Right. 
So it's like that continued conversation. I think we talk about finances. We talk about the kids and, Mm -hmm. you know, rearing kids. How many children do you want? But we do not. And I, since Dr. Ruth, I guess, people don't (laughs) talk about sex, which is a healthy part of a relationship. You just don't hear it. And and you would think that we would talk about it more, being that we're – what sales, what do we see on TV, everything surrounds sex in right. some form. So it's like, why we should be having those conversations more often. I mean, things you, even, even you know, people who may be gay. You know, today, back in the day when somebody was gay, you would, you would freak out if you saw somebody walking down the street holding hands, two gentlemen or two women, and then next thing you know, they're kissing. It's like, right. that's, not, that's not uncommon now. Yep. So seeing things like that, of course, those conversations should happen like on a regular. I would, I would think so. I know I, for me personally, that's something moving forward that that conversation has to take place. And I think it's important for at least everybody out there listening to, with a partner, with a spouse, with whomever you're having sex with, or you know thinking about having sex with, is checking in. I think mm-hmm. you think about it at work. You know, we have performance reviews. We check in, right, once a quarter, once a year. How are things going? But we don't check in to every aspect of our relationship, right? Right. We get mad at each other about finances or we talk a lot about kids, but we don't don't talk about sex and what connects people so closely as frequently as we should. Yeah. And on that note, too, and you think about it, like you said, as as it evolves, we we think about – how we change as individuals, whether we lose weight, gain weight, look older, got some few gray hairs, you know, mm-hmm. all those things. So those things taking place, I mean, my ex used to say, you know, she was uncomfortable with her body. I'm saying, And for me as a man, I was saying, I love your body. Right. I think, I think your body is amazing. Yeah, you put on a few pounds. So what? I think you look great. But that wasn't good enough. And so even – you know, oh, let me turn off the lights before we have sex or something. I'm like, what? Right. So, I, I I know we all, everybody knows you're going to change, but even more important to indulge in that conversation because we are changing physically and mentally. We're becoming wiser, and, and, and our bodies change. Yeah. You know? And there's but, a lot of women that feel bad. They'll wear, I've heard of, they'll wear T-shirts. Or they want mm-hmm. to turn the lights off, or they don't want to take their bra off, or and it really is we're not in our minds. If I think about this, and I, again, I always got to say I ain't a therapist, but if I think about it rationally, why are we so worried? The person that we love, right, right. that we're trying to have sex with, they love us. They've shown us over and over. They've proven, but we are worried about our physical looks. Mm-hmm. And I, again, I'm, I'm a woman, and I'm I've done that as as well, but I don't know how. How the hell we get over that? Because it, it does happen. It, it, yeah, it's, it's silly. It is foolish, but it does happen. And 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 it's understandable, but it's it's coming to a point at peace between you and and your partner, where you're having enough of those conversations, where you're like, okay, I know he's happy with me how I am. You have to be happy about yourself first doesn't matter what I think or your partner thinks. You've got to be happy with you first. And if you're happy with yourself, everything else will just, you know, it either blend and work or 
if he's not happy with you and he thinks, oh, no, she, I don't like her weight size now or I don't like the gray hair, she needs to go get it dyed. It's fine when she dyes it, but if not, uh-uh, I'm not dealing with it. And men tend to sway. Right. I mean, because, you know, they're out there. But men are visual creatures, right? So yeah. That's, I think that's <laughs> why we as women become uncomfortable We've gained a little weight or got some stretch marks or after having babies our stomachs are wrinkled, whatever it is, right? We should be yeah. super-duper fine hotties in 20s, but you're in 40s now, and you're like, holy shit, I ain't 20 no more, and I don't right. look like her. You know, but that, man, relationships are so complicated. I'm just like thinking, <laughs> as I'm talking out loud, I'm like, because there's so many different levers. There's mm-hmm. the sex, but, you know, some people can last through a lot of stuff as long as they're having sex. I've seen it happen, yep. you know, and then they make it over the hump and then they're good, yeah. you know, because that sex has sustained them. You know, kids ain't going to sustain people. I've seen it. looks like that. Okay, we ain't staying together for the kids. You know, right. finances aren't going to sustain people, but maybe sex. If people go out and have more sex, maybe that'll sustain some relationships. I don't know. I, I would have to just tend to agree with you, and, and I guess because, you know, Outside being divorced now and looking at the whole situation, there were so many things that probably could have been done to save our marriage. But mm-hmm. it got to a point in our marriage, it was all about, like you said, it was all about the kids. It was all about finances. The kids were involved in different sports, and it was like I'd be over here with this kid and cross town. She'd be out of town with the other kid. And, you know, it was just like, that's what our life would circle around besides work. And um, we never took that time out to appreciate each other. And, yeah, we do change and you look different. I mean, everybody changes as they get older. But you can still be, okay, at 22 you were that fine, foxy, had no babies woman. And then at 42, to me, you're still fine and foxy at 42. Right. I don't need to know. I'm not thinking about what you were at 21 or 22 because nobody's the same. Right. That's, that's our part. That's our stuff. The funny thing is, I think it's because I've heard a lot of men say that. I've heard a lot of men say it. And but we women still are so caught up on how we look. And, and I know one time I, I was like, am I, am I trying to look good for my husband or am I trying to look good for all the other women that are out there so they can see that, oh, she got it going on. Right. Because if I was trying to look good for my husband or my partner or whatever it is in a relationship, then. If he still is attracted to me, then I should I should be happy and not worried about wrinkled stomach or stretch marks or whatever we have. Right, right. And so, so how do you think? And, and from a man asking a woman, so how do you think? And you're a happily married woman, so how do you think you have that conversation? Right. I mean, you say uh, at your age, do you just come out and say, you know what? Are, are you pleased with who I am regarding my looks? If we're going to base it on looks. Yeah. These things, do you just come out and have that conversation with your man, or not you in particular, but in general? How does that? How's that approach? How would well, you approach I think, that? I think it's like two. It's, it's kind of twofold, right? Because woman, so you know, there's that whole little thing. A woman will come out and ask a man, "Well, how do I look in this dress?" Now, if mm-hmm. you say that you bust it up, she probably gonna get mad sometimes, yep. right? Sometimes yep. she won't, because what I found is from a female perspective is. We think we want the truth, but right. sometimes I don't really know for sure if we want the truth, right? right? We want to still be that. We want to still be that our partner's fantasy, 
that makes any sense, right? That younger, you know, again, it doesn't have to just be because younger, finer body or whatever, but that partner's fantasy is what we want to be. And sometimes in our head, we're always questioning it. So no matter what, in some instances, whatever a man tells you, you're still the finest thing or whatever, we might not believe him. Yeah. Which is, but I think, if I'm, and I'm speculating, it's because we're not having these conversations. We're not sitting yeah. down at dinner with our friends. You know, we go to dinner, maestros, wherever we're going to dinner, we're yeah. not talking about the, the lack of sex that we're having and how it makes each other feel. We're just right. pretending everything is great. And I think that's the problem. And, and I, I would agree with you 100% because if if you're not going to talk about it, how do you know anything's wrong? You're assuming everything is great, which at points I thought so as well. And you say, it's funny you should say that because the whole dress situation, how do I look in this dress? Oh, you look great. There were a couple times that a question was asked of me and I flat out just told the truth, but I didn't oh tell her the I didn't tell her the truth to hurt her feelings. I told her the truth because I wanted her to know how I felt. You asked me, I'm going to tell you, vice versa. You can tell me, oh, no, that haircut, that's not working, you know, whatever it may be, or you need to lose some weight, you know. You can have that conversation with me. And if I, again, am not happy with myself, then then maybe that's a change I will do. But if I'm happy with myself, I may not want to spend – four or five days a week in the gym and go on a strict diet. I'm comfortable with my weight, and hopefully you can love me for who I am. And I think right. if you have those conversations on a regular basis across the board, whether it's sex or appearance, whatever it may be, then it I think it will help out a lot of marriages, to be honest. I, I and think so. I yeah. mean, that's just based on my experience, too, and I'm just, I look back at everything. And – conversations I have with people today that are still married and um, it's interesting to hear some of the things they say, but then, you know, you you just got to make, you got to make it, you got to make it work. If you love that person, just make it work. And I tried for so long or we tried for so long and we're cordial with each other now, but in looking back, you know, we've had a couple conversations and looking back, there's things we could have done differently that might have helped our marriage. Right. But I, I think today it's so important for people to have those conversations. Why not? And I think, well, you said it earlier and a couple of times that even women, those women, those of you listening, and I know this sounds cliche, but you have to love yourself. It, everything, no matter what, it starts with loving and being comfortable within yourself. Like I had on this outfit on Sunday, I had on these um these little boots, they look like um, Timberland boots. They were black mm-hmm. with this little dress. And my husband was like, uh, you, where are you <laughs> going? You, what's going on with your outfit? I don't remember the words. He said something about, like, what, are you like you like that? And I was like, I sure do, and I'm about to leave with it on. And he was like, okay. <laughs> but before, I would have been like, oh, you're hurting my feelings. Here, let me right. take my boots thank you. But now I'm like, because I know he loves me in spite of what I have on. Right. And again, I'm a work in progress, so I don't want to pretend that I'm great, but right. I try to stay focused on, I love myself first. Right. So I know what pleases me. I know what doesn't, I know what I want. And we now, I think we can, well, again, we're still working on it, but we can say whatever right. to each other. Yeah. I think that's the important part is if you're marrying someone, you can't walk on eggshells. You have to be okay saying this sex toy we have it right now ain't working. Yeah. What are we going to do about it? 
Yeah. Because what what happens then, it leads to more problems. Yeah. And not not problems, but almost to a point of disgust. You see that person and you're like, man, we're not doing what we used to do, not even making that effort. And you're like, whatever. And it's kind of like you're just checking the box. Mm-hmm. And and you making using that example as you, the your outfit and the boots that you had on. And what would happen if you would have went and changed, right? Then your whole attitude would change. Yeah. You'd be like, ain't that funny? He, he's trying to tell me my outfit don't look good. And I went and changed. <laughs> and now I'm not happy about these shoes I'm wearing now. But he's smiling. Yeah. No, you have to smile. Exactly. Yeah. If you're smiling, you can get them to smile. But I yeah. know, Carl, you have a yoga class in 15 minutes. I did what? You have yoga in 15 minutes. You told me. Yes, I do. Oh, yes, I do. I do have yoga. I'm going to let you go to yoga because I know you need it. And (laughs) I I think this was a fascinating, wonderful conversation. I hope that you did as well. I did. I thank you so much for having me. No, I thank you for joining and being open and vulnerable. It's going to help somebody. I already know that it is. That's a good thing. have fun in yoga. All right. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Wow, did you enjoy that episode as much as I did? I first want to thank Carl for joining. It tells, it takes a lot for a person to be vulnerable and open. But what I think I learned from this episode is we have to talk about sex more. We have to open the dialogue. We are not being truth, truthful and honest with ourselves. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart, Carl, for joining All Things Dorothy's Daughter. I am sure that someone... At least one person learns something and is able to take this into their relationship with them. But before you leave, please make sure you subscribe, share it with a friend. Word of mouth is the best marketing. So share it with a friend. Tell them that it's on Apple Podcast, Spotify Podcast, or Google Podcast. Thank you. And until next time on All Things Dorothy's Daughter.